friends, friends, friends. I'm sure glad we're friends. Well, that was weird. I kind of liked it. Oh, did it soothe you? It soothed me. Was it soothing? Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. How are you? Welcome to I'm Sure Glad We're Friends. Yeah, Your yeah. two hosts are here. And who are they? Are Mukbang. Caitlin. <laughs> Kate. We didn't come up with fun names this week. Yeah, we did. I, Mukbang. I'm Mukbang. And I'm Maya Samar. <laughs> That's a so we're clever. It's height of comedy. Did you know how clever we are? <laughs> or we're Kate and Caitlin. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's when a constant struggle every it is. day. The struggle's real. Um <clears throat> excuse me. So welcome. Yes. This week we're talking about guilty pleasures. Guilty, guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures are something we all indulge in. Yes. And and Some honestly, I don't have guilty about, but kind of not. Yeah, I don't have many of them. Uh uh-uh. uh. But when I do, I know it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know that I feel it. Because I don't have very much shame in my life. No. Like, I'm like... not really ashamed of things. No. I, I feel very proud of, like, the stuff that I love. I mean, that's basically what the show is about. It is something I've always admired about you, is yeah. when I will say something to a group of friends and I'm just waiting for the comeback. Yeah. Caitlin is definitely good about it. She's like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've just, but it's I've, good. But I've like grown into that. I because I feel yes, like I no. spent so much of like, especially like middle school age, and even mm-hmm. like through high school, just being so like, and not always, but I feel like I. No, but there were there were a lot of things that I was still like, I'm kind of embarrassed of this. I'm gonna keep this to myself. But now I'm just like, I let my freak flag fly just out, and like, but there's still a couple things I'm like. Okay, well, you know, well, that's probably, even to myself, I'm like, that's embarrassing. We're, <laughs> everyone in the room is embarrassed right now, and it's just me, so. You know, you know, you know. maybe not everybody needs to know that this is something I indulge no, in. No, but no. now we're telling the whole world. Well, so I guess these are, fine. I feel like, so. It's fine. We wanted to talk today, first, just about guilty pleasures in general, because yeah. I found some not surprising, but very interesting um, articles and research that kind of confirmed what we were thinking. And then also yeah. we have four things that we definitely um, specifically want to specifically talk about. want to talk about <laughs> things that we indulge in that are guilty pleasures or used to be guilty pleasures, uh, but clearly they're not the ones that uh, we're not going to share because <laughs> everybody has the secret. I mean, and honestly, pleasures. now I'm still trying to think. I'm like, what is my other one? Actually, I don't really have. I mean, I think I know what my other one is, but you won't. <laughs> <laughs> you won't ever know. It's a secret. It's too guilty. It's too guilty to ever I'll give share. you a hint. It's a common one. <laughs> Go ahead and fill in the blanks. I don't want to. Well, you can if you want. I would not like... Oh okay. my gosh, what's Moving the next topic? <laughs> next topic. So, we're just going to go through... Oh, no, talk about the science. Oh, that's okay. So, Kate has a bunch of really cool, like, science-y facts science about, like, facts. guilty pleasures and, like, why we... Love them and fear them at the same time. And how just our brains work? Kate, Professor um, uh, Romance Novels, what were you? <laughs> ASMR. But my Professor, other thing is... Dr. ASMR. Dr. ASMR. Dr. ASMR, please take us through. Uh, I certainly shall. And I found some very interesting articles. Jokes on everyone because we're doing British accents <laughs> again. And we said we wouldn't. Well, we lied. Here they are. That was a bold-faced lie. It was a bold-faced lie. 
Um, yes, doctor. So, so some of the things I found that were interesting is just in general, I think there's always the question of our guilty pleasures, good or bad. I think ultimately we come down to the same uh, thesis that uh, you come, or a conclusion rather, of that question always is that it's about balance, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun to indulge, about. but obviously certain things, if you indulge too much, it's always, it's pretty much always bad for you. Yeah. Um. So, but what I found that was interesting was, uh, it was like a recent study done in the U.S. And unsurprisingly, the top guilty pleasure of all people in the U.S. was watching trash TV. That wasn't a surprise. Which I'm sure everyone agrees with. Right. And when I had cable, I was also, like any of those like super crappy VH1 right, and reality shows. In college, I for sure watched a lot of like Flavor Flav oh, and um, Tila, Tila Tequila. Tequila. Oh God, I Rock got so... Love. When she didn't pick the the girl firefighter, I, I like, can't remember why? her name. But I then so I realized mad. that Tila Tequila is a trash person, person well, like well, yeah. garbage inside and out. Yeah. Um, but, but yes. Definitely, that's it doesn't surprise me. I'm almost relieved I don't have cable anymore because <laughs> now I don't have the... <laughs> so much time spent <laughs> watching. Yeah. Well, and indulging in my other guilty there you go. But more time for the fun guilty pleasures. Right. So what was that wasn't surprising. But what I did find interesting was that some studies have shown, specifically this one I think talked about retail therapy, right? So that's Ooh. sort of this, you know, term phrase, oh, just a little retail therapy. Mm-hmm. But it's legitimate. There is something about going out, if this is something for you, if this is like your guilty pleasure of choice, there is something that is literally tension relieving about going shopping even Mm. if you don't buy something and so it was interesting because people were or psychologists were realizing it's not just a funny term that we've coined for people whose you know go-to instinct when they're feeling bad is to go buy something new it's legitimately a type of like self-therapy right good or bad i think that depends maybe on what you buy or how often you do it yeah yeah but the other interesting thing was that if you not only go window shopping but if you go and you actually purchase something when you're in that need of like retail therapy that you are 40% more likely to have a more positive mental outlook at the end of it and move on more positively than you are if you go and you don't buy something i mean i would definitely agree with that especially as somebody who can't shop a lot or doesn't shop a lot right when i do even if i buy one thing even today even today i went grocery shopping but i went to like one of my favorite grocery stores and i just like bought stuff that like i wanted and like leaving and there were things that i was like i probably don't need this but i like put it in my and i left with it and i brought it home and i was like I feel good. Right. So there so it's is not something surprising. triggering. Right. And it's not surprising at all. I just thought it was interesting that somebody took the time, I guess, to do a study to prove that it really yeah. is. But the other thing I read that I thought was especially interesting, because I think it definitely goes with some of the topics that we've chosen today to talk about, sure. is the fact that science can directly link guilt and pleasure in your brain. So when you feel guilty about doing something that brings you some amount of pleasure, emotional pleasure, it actually, you enjoy it more when you indulge in it because you feel guilty. So we say to ourselves, you know what? You shouldn't feel guilty about doing that. Like, just do it. Why would you feel guilty about it? Say we're talking about like ice cream. It's like, I am not going to make myself feel guilty every time I have ice cream. Correct. But oddly, when you... Say maybe to yourself internally, I shouldn't have this. Maybe I've already had sweets today or it's not in my meal plan. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Because you've done that, 
you actually enjoy that ice cream more I because <laughs> you're feeling guilty about it. And so it feels illicit or taboo. Right. Um, but it is very interesting to me that the guilt and pleasure, uh, I don't, I don't want to try to use science terms that I don't know because I'll make it sound right um, and make myself sound stupid, but just that your, your sense of guilt and your sense of pleasure are so closely linked. Right. I thought was very interesting because it totally makes sense with some of these that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was some interesting stuff I'd learned about guilt. Science. Science. Real science. But so, but then I thought we should just say, Caitlin, what is something that you, when you have something that you're doing and you realize that for you it falls into that category of guilty pleasure, what is that reaction that you have to it? Like, is it, is it how you react? Is it like the first time someone catches you that then you're like, oh man, I kind of feel guilty about being caught doing this or watching yeah, this or. I think, well, and it's like I said before, you know, I don't really have a lot of shame about m- most of the things that I am proud to be a nerd about or I am proud to fangirl over or love, but there's just, there are, I think my reaction is just like, to me, like I embarrass myself. Like I'm, I will like, I'll be in a room alone too. And I'm whatever it is, I'm watching it or reading it. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I'll just be like, what are you doing? You weirdo. Stop. No, that's a really good way to describe it. I will like verb. I will say it out loud and be like, why? Caitlin, why? (laughs) You have so many things you could be doing with this time, but this, this is it. Or like, I'll laugh. Or like I will, no, like I'll I think blush, that's a really good or I'll be to... like, what am I doing? You know, I think that's typically my reaction. Or like if Will walks in, I'll like throw my phone, like <laughs> I'll like flip it on the bed and be like, what are you doing? Like do a pose. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> Everything is normal here. Looking, I'm just scrolling through the Facebook and reading normal things. Like this book over here, that's a physical book and, and I've it's ignored a, it for about weeks. things that are real. So, yes, that's my reaction. <laughs> um, I actually don't think I could describe it any better. Yeah. It is when you're alone and you feel guilt, I definitely have done the thing where I talk to myself. Where I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, why? this is so dumb. Why, you, why are you, why are you this? watching this? Make it stop. This is the stupidest thing you've ever seen. Yes. Oh, that's, um, um, and then instead I, I watch, you know, five hours of it or yeah, something. Yeah. Yep. 100%. 100%. And then I don't stop. Especially if I am alone because then I'm like, I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this for as long as I want. So in that vein then. Yes. Let's talk about our first topic, which we've talked about a little bit before. Um, so I figured it's a good one to start with. Okay. But mukbangs. Woohoo! And this is a, this is a you one. Yes. For sure. So, guys, I don't know if you have um, spent time in the mukbang world or if you've heard about it. I've heard of it, but I, I even though you've told me something about it, I've never watched any. I, so I'm still honestly, I, new. it's, it's a straight up. I'm pretty sure it's like a Korean Japanese. I'm sure that's I think it's ex- Asian started. export. Yeah. Um, it's extremely popular in Korea, so there are like several Korean mukbangers that I watch and I really enjoy theirs too because they eat all kinds of like fun noodle dishes and Mm -hmm. just stuff that looks so good. Um, So basically if you don't know what mukbang is, I cannot believe I'm talking about this. 
on a podcast out loud to people who are gonna listen to it. Um, she see, is, there it is. It's creeping say, in. She's it's got creeping a little. In. She's got a little blush. It's creeping in. Um, it's cute. It's really cute. So it's you know the things that we do for entertainment. You know. It's well, but last time, time you also talked about some really good points when we so, touched on it a little bit and so yes, receive our love. I so a mukbang is basically um, watching a another human who you don't know uh-huh. eating typically large amounts or extreme types or super spicy types Mm -hmm. of food. It's just, it's always in large, like way more food than any human should be eating at one time. Right. Way spicier. Like there's all kinds of spice challenges. They'll even like go to restaurants and try challenges like that. But it's typically just set up in someone's room making, maybe they've already made it and just eating food in front of a camera. Sometimes it's tied with a more ASMR type thing where it's like, Literally just me, the sound of me crunching chicken mm-hmm. and dipping it in cheese sauce and the sound of me like slurping that, which I don't prefer those because I think that mouth sounds and food sounds sound gross, but there's also just them like eating food and talking about their lives or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Because I think I didn't realize, I was assuming it wasn't always that it was a large quantity or some sort of like oh, spice challenge, but that really... A lot of them were just people just eat like this is just oh, no. me eating my dinner. No. I'm just choosing to do it. In no, front of, it's oh, okay. never just like this is a normal dinner. It's like this is a dinner for ten people that I'm eating, <laughs> and they'll eat the entire thing. Like, and a lot of a lot of them talk about like they just have a really fast metabolism, or they mm-hmm. have done like food eating challenge type things before. One of my favorites is Huni. Huni eats. I don't know if anybody watches mm-hmm. Huni, but she's really cute. Um and I just enjoy her. There's a lot of obnoxious mukbangers too. Like there's some that I can't I can't watch. Uh which actually I think Huni, I'm so sorry. I think she just did a an uh like show with him. His name is like Nicado Avocado or something like that. I can't <laughs> I can't handle. There's too much drama. Like it's weird. There's drama too in this whole because oh, it's course. YouTube, of course. Well, of course, yeah. I um, mean, there's like Veronica Wang, who I go back and forth on, but apparently there's a lot of drama with her too. I'm like, who knew? There's just people eating food, and there's like drama, <laughs> of course, because it's humans. But I really enjoy Huni, and she talked a lot about people who had like written into her and or you know send a video or something, being like, mm-hmm. you, I have an eating disorder, um, or I'm struggling with. Um, just wanting to eat at all hmm. and you have helped me like uh-huh. a woman wrote in to her about like her son didn't want to eat like, was having trouble just picky eater yeah wasn't wanting to eat at all and she would put on huni and he would watch her eat food and like basically and she like she has a lot of the, those things too, where she's like mm, or like she really enjoys it and yeah. so i think like seeing her enjoy food? enjoy food um helps him out so i know there's also a stigma to it too where apparently there's a whole sexual side of it as well where it's more about watching the people eat like open their mouths as wide as they can all the slurping sounds like apparently oh. there's a whole sexualized nature which like, of course anything on the I internet say, i feel can... like no matter what we talk about if it's something on the internet there's always going to be some sort of like sexualized version of it but it's like it's like you know cute girls eating large amounts of food and opening their mouths really wide because they even will sometimes they'll be like big bite challenge and Uh it's about like trying to get as much food in your mouth as possible so like i get it i honestly can't even tell you what i think that youtube honestly did it to me i was just scrolling through and um, Uh i'll one i think it must it was dorothy or one of the other Korean girls I really, really like, and I'm, I apologize, I can't think of her name, but they were, it just looked like 
it was just noodles that I had mm-hmm. never tried before. So for me, it was more like a fascination of like the food, like mm-hmm. a lot of those really cool like Korean corn dogs that they eat that are like covered in sugar and like they put like they're, like sweet potato corn dogs a and there's like corn there's dog? cheese filled corn dogs and like what? I want to try these corn dogs, y'all. I'm already so, now. That's a guilty pleasure, right? Anytime I buy like those corn dogs from Aldi, I always kind of put them like in the bottom of my bag. Oh no, but they, <laughs> these are ginormous. <laughs> And there, there's like squid ink ones too that I really, oh, I want to try it so bad. And well, they, you can have the squid ink ones. A big thing too, which I'm like, Korea, sometimes I look at Korean food and like American food and like we eat so similarly, like of our garbage foods are so similar. So <laughs> they take the corn dog, they, you roll it in sugar uh-huh. and then you dip it in ketchup. Or may, sometimes you have mayonnaise or honey mustard. Like those are typically what? like the three sides that they, yes. They'll just be squirting mayonnaise and like dipping it in there. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I want to try this so bad, but they'll get like, you know, you could eat like one or two of these maybe. And they have like eight and they eat them all. And sometimes these mukbangs are like 10 minutes. Typically they're like 30 minutes to an hour. It's like the actual length of them eating this food. Just like slowly. And I don't know. It just became like weirdly soothing. I'm sure it's melting Mm -hmm. my brain. It's I'm just, I'm losing parts of my, you know. The things that make me smart. See, phenomenon. I can't even think of words right now. It's a so. phenomenon for a reason, though. Yes. So I I watch it because I'm I love food and it's nice getting, especially when you're like trying to eat well, like yourself, uh-huh. and you get to watch people just like just throw down some noodles that just look so good, <laughs> or like just some cheese, just so much cheese. Oh, uh, so you just like you it, it like calms me. It's fascinating that it's a thing that exists. And yeah. it everything just looks delicious, especially I'm I love Asian food, so like a lot of the stuff they'll do like seafood challenges and things like that. Ugh. So, anyways, it is. No, you didn't just. Oh my seafood! I he did. doesn't like seafood. I don't like seafood, um, which is a shame. But I try. I've tried it all. You have. You I have, have tried. You have. It's not like a just a. Ugh, I won't. But, but they dip. The, they they'll dip their seafood in cheese too, and man, it looks so good. Now that's the th- I always feel like I have to explain myself when I say I don't like I seafood. I know it's fine. Not everybody does. Um, but anyway, so that's mukbang. It's very strange. I'm sure some of you have watched it. Don't be ashamed of it, but kind of be ashamed. <laughs> um, watch it for the right reasons. Don't just watch like because it's a cute girl opening her mouth real wide. That's yeah, weird. You that's weirdo. Weird. I don't like that. Shame, shame. No. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so that's mukbang. The mukbang. I. Yeah. I watch so many hours of it, guys. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You know, sometimes it feels good saying things out loud. Yeah. To strangers. <laughs> to strangers on the internet. Kate, what about you? What's yours? So, as you may have guessed, because we mentioned it a couple times, the first one I wanted to talk about was ASMR. A-S-M-R. Could you tell we were going to talk about this by our intro? <laughs> intro. We were pretty secretive about it. So, ASMR I discovered like four years ago, I mm-hmm. think. I'm going to say, you've been into this for, for a really while. long time. Oh, wait, I should do this. Did you so hear she, that? She sw- I, I actually don't like the mouth noises ones. So I was, earlier I was just going. Please stop! Please stop! Oh my god, I hate it! I, hate I it hope so you much. all enjoy that. I hate it so. Much. I hate mouth sounds too so much. So much. That's why I have the food ones. I'm like, no. Anyways, but Kate's watched these for a while. I have watched this for a really long time. I so I actually am trying to do a little bit of like a cleanse right now. Yeah. Because it really became part of my nightly routine, and I. I am not embarrassed by the fact that I listen to ASMR. Yeah. It's more though that like 
it's one of those things that if you like it and if you're part of the community, you always have to explain yourself, right? I feel like that's mukbang too, yeah. Right? Like, so even for example, Will, uh, talking about this a few weeks ago I think and it came up and I said something some ASMR or whatever oh. and he made some joke he was like oh so you like get off to the people on the you know <laughs> and I was like uh no and honestly it had been so long since I talked to anyone about ASMR out loud yeah that's out loud a, I yeah. think that's another part of it yeah. I think you've just struck something it's, it's when you really have you to talk about it out, loud. it out loud and then you start like explaining it and you're like you feel oh, like you have to justify gosh, it now I feel guilty right Right. And until I realized that I felt the need to justify my enjoyment of it or to Mm. explain my enjoyment of it, it was, God, I do feel weirdly guilty about how often. But it really became, it was like, it's part of my nightly routine. And let me back up just one second. So the first thing is that if you do not know what ASMR is. Oh, you're right. Right. I should probably explain it. Uh, The very short version is that it is called um, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. It is still considered a pseudoscience because, you know, people won't pay for studies to sort of prove its existence. Wait, really? But if you're somebody, yeah, but if you're somebody who experiences the sensation, then you know it's real. Yeah. It's just that it's not something everybody experiences. So what it is, is a person who generally has a binaural mic so that you're hearing things. If they do it on the left side, you're hearing it in your left headphone, right side, right headphone. Mm -hmm. So it creates an atmosphere that feels intimate, like the person is right there with you. They are generally whispering. Sometimes they're making tapping noises, sometimes mouth noises, sometimes a lot of them are role plays. I actually found that I really enjoy the role play ones. And that's right. Oh, see, and then I get embarrassed. Wait, what? There's role play ones? Well, like doctor, like, Think of times, there's times in your life where you may have felt ASMR, if, even if you didn't acknowledge it sure. or recognize it. So sure. ASMR is when you hear these noises, the, the response is a tingling sensation in your scalp. And it often will travel down through your head and to your shoulders oh, if yeah, you're feeling I felt it, right? That before, yeah. So the main one I think people use as a descriptor would be do you remember getting school lice checks in elementary school? And the person would come with the comb and they would gently sort of oh, comb your hair. Oh, and right? I just got like tingles right? just thinking okay. about it. That is like an ASMR sensation. Yeah. People say that they will get it uh, at the hairdresser. Same reason. Um, oh, I At do. a doctor's office if somebody's sort of being like quiet and attentive. <gasps> oh, I see. So a lot of the role plays are things like... You're getting like a cranial nerve exam, what? like you're at the doctor. Weird. I almost, ex- I almost exclusively will turn on a role play when I'm sleeping because I found that those triggered me more than others. Okay, so this is, but this is interesting though. So you, like, while you, <laughs> while you're sleeping, yep, yep. you want you want a doctor to be looking at your head. It's not that I'm like thinking. No, I'm fascinated. There's lo- right. only like a little shred of judgment. No, I'm just no, kidding. no. Well, I'm no, just, but like I'm fascinated because I actually I don't think you've ever told me about. I the probably haven't because the role play thing is something I'm embarrassed about. Oh, this because is so I know how it sounds when you say it. You say, "Oh, I listen to role plays online. People whispering in my ear. Yeah, role plays. Right. How does it sound? Sexual, right? Yeah. But a lot of them too are things like maybe somebody's doing like a scalp exam, and it's so they like, the, so the let me touch your nasty parts while no. I stroke your head. Right? For this no, exam. it's not like that. Right? It is. It's like somebody doing like say it's like they're doing like a scalp exam. Yeah. A lot of them because will have like wigs or something that are near the mic so that it really can create the sound of like somebody actually like combing your hair or something. Fascinating. Right? And so what? Because, I know, I know, I know. So <laughs> 
Anyway, but it does. So it creates this, it creates sort of a scenario right. that feels a little more intimate, which I think maybe is part of where my brain will buy into it more. Yeah, yeah. And because I only really listen to it as I'm falling asleep, I don't think it, it's not so much that I am like listening to everything they say and I'm like imagining it as it happens. Yeah. It's more just that like the sound of instruments or the sound of like breathe in, breathe out or whatever. I think just yeah. somehow for some reason it just like that triggers me more and I'll tend to get the tingling sensation. Ooh. And the reason I'm doing a bit of a cleanse is because that's the point where I realized it had become such a part of just like my nightly routine. You're becoming reliant on it? Well, not even, well, not even reliant. More that like I wasn't actually getting a tingling sensation in my scalp and I haven't for months. It's mm. more just that... You know, it's like it's you have routine. your routine, right? You brush yeah. your teeth, you wash your face. I find an ASMR video, I press play. Right. I don't even wear headphones often anymore because usually my phone is charging. Right. It's just to the side, like on my nightstand. Interesting. And it's like the background noise that I've grown accustomed to. Right. Um, but I found that even after a month of, excuse me, not really listening to it, I listened to one just the other night while I was falling asleep and I did get like the tingling sensation back. So it is kind of mm. like you gotta, like all things, it's balance, you know. Sure. I know all about but that. what, <laughs> yeah, no, right? That's why I listened to one almost every night for four years and was finally like, Kate, this isn't actually doing what it used to do for you as far as like helping you fall asleep. The first time I listened to one, it was a 30 minute long video. Mm. I don't even remember most of it. I passed out so fast. It really was like someone was doing a scalp massage and I had tingles and I knocked out for like a two hour nap. That's And it was amazing. It was so the best sleep I've ever had in my you life. You sent me one once or like suggested one that was mm-hmm. like, it involved, oh, she was doing like the whispery stuff and I'd uh-huh. never actually, like I'd watched them before just to be like, what is this? What is it? Yeah. But I'd never done it like with headphones in and makes a, it yeah. makes a huge difference. But she also had a light that yes. she was like... You follow the light. I laid here on the couch and I passed. First of all, I felt all that like tingling Tingling up through my head. It literally felt like somebody was like tingling my, Mm -hmm. like my brain and I could just feel like I was following the light and I fell asleep and like I woke up a couple times, but like I fell back. I was like, am I getting hypnotized? Like it was amazing. But I just thought to myself, I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, there is no way. Uh, this is ever going to be a part of my routine personally. I <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. I'm not going to stick headphones in my ears every night and like do this all the time. Right. Just personally. No, I but, just couldn't. No, but a lot of people do. And it's, it's just very interesting because I, t- going back before, now that I've sort of explained what it is and like the sensations I felt, I had forgotten because it is one of those things that like, I know that there's nothing wrong with it and I yeah. understand like how it originated. Right. But then when Will, Will and I were having that conversation and right. he made that joke, he was like, oh, so you like get up. I sometimes forget that that side of ASMR exists. Sure. Because you, know, you go to YouTube and you get like, you subscribe to the ones that you like and so right. I listen to those channels more often than others and then YouTube recommends things that are like the ones you've listened to and I don't ever listen to that stuff. Right. But I would be remiss if I didn't admit that like, Yes, they exist. There's girls that are, it'll be like kissing mouth noises and maybe they've angled the camera to where you can't see their face. You're really just looking at cleavage and like, so it really is about like creating a sec. And like, I remember a few years ago, Russell Brand, his little YouTube channel or thing where he would like discuss stuff. Yeah. And I, I don't remember anything that he said to be perfectly honest because it was so long ago, but he was, he was wondering if ASMR was like porn for women that women don't feel as guilty about. 
right? Because it like huh. gives you a pleasurable sensation, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give you a pleasurable sensation in the same way that something that I think like that's supposed to be erotic gives you a pleasurable okay, sensation. Sure. But some people do use it that way, and I really don't like it. I don't understand it. Yeah. Um. But there are, you know, there's ones that'll do like. Uh, like a girlfriend boyfriend role play, it'll be like your girlfriend like is like laying next to you and like talking to you before you guys fall asleep and like oh. I get it, it makes me but I can't, sad. I can't like that like, makes me kind of sad, right? Like I just don't like those. Yeah. Um. But I do know that that side of ASMR exists. But yeah. I think that if that is what you've heard, and maybe because obviously if people would be like, oh, you've heard that ASMR stuff, it's like chicks making like wet mouth noises, and <laughs> you know what I mean, like. That's what people are going to talk about. And if that's all you've ever heard, but you do perhaps maybe get really anxious. A lot of the people who create ASMR videos and they call themselves ASMR artists. (laughs) Um, But a lot of them, it's because they felt a lot of anxiety and didn't know and had trouble finding, uh, finding ways to relax or go to sleep, et cetera. Um, And so I think it's about the storm. Whoa, you might get some thunder ASMR up in here, guys. Yeah. Ooh, that's a big favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, like rain in the background. Anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, last thing I wanted to say about it, because it's clearly something that I feel very passionately about. I think it's really fun and relaxing. Yeah. But it definitely is fun that, like, I don't talk about it very often. I'm proud of you. Uh, is But I wanted to recommend a few of the channels. Yeah. If it's something you're interested in. Uh, Gentle Whispering is... She's like the queen of ASMR on YouTube. She is mm. um, Russian-American. Her voice is just so gentle and soothing. She's one of those people that you can just get a really good feel for her personality. And she has a very gentle, calming personality. But she was also the first one to like really be on news shows where people were like, what is it that you do and why do you have so many followers? And she was the first one to hit like a million followers. And um Whoa. But anyway, so she's she's excellent. She's always a good place to start because she's so good. Some of my other favorites are uh, Jelly Bean Green ASMR. Um, there's an Australian dude called Massage ASMR. Um, oh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Ris- Whispers Red is a British lady. Great. Who else have I been listening to? Oh, because I started listening to or watching K-pop videos, I started getting uh, some Korean... ASM artists Um, and so that's fun and I actually I really enjoy listening so there's there was this Polish guy I listened to for a while there's a a girl who speaks Czech and there's a Greek girl but a lot of these people they're not as active as they used to be they don't do stuff as much so I'm trying to think of people who are still active sure and but they're I actually really enjoy listening in other languages because like I said it's not so much about what they're saying and me like playing along with it or following along it's more just that that whispered sound that that's soothing uh, so I really enjoy it. there's people it's literally an international phenomenon you yeah. can find it in any language too, yeah. any language you want you can find it the oh, DeLuca ASMR was great Spanish one but he doesn't do stuff much anymore but his old stuff is still really good um, and I loved yeah oh he had a really deep very soothing voice he's great mm. so check out some people if that's something you're interested in yeah yeah I am a big ASMR fan and if you like ASMR or you ever want to talk about it, please feel free yeah, to send us a comment or like, yeah, you really do. Because it, it's one of my favorite things. And I always kind of, if I'm allowed to talk about it, then I kind of <laughs> preach the gospel of ASMR. Yay. Cl- clearly, as I think I've talked about it for like the last 10 minutes or more. But ASMR. Anyway. So. Um, so our last two are actually kind of similar. Connected, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> which 
They're definitely ones that I feel like I have even more than I think mukbang, which I just don't feel like I really haven't talked to people about. They're ones that I actually have also been like out loud, like what, what am I doing? Why? 100%. Um, so guys, and I'm sure some of you can join us in this guilt is fanfics yes. and romance novels. And romance novels. Um, yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of them and they I'm cover gonna, just about everything. I'm going to just go ahead. I'm going to start the conversation with a bold statement. Oh no. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Until I read fan fiction, mm-hmm. you lived I didn't a normal realize life. <laughs> I lived a normal life. How did I not realize that Draco and Hermione were clearly meant to be they together? They were clearly meant to be together. Um, I was like, it was read fan fiction as like that like curious horny teen with Lord of the Rings, and I know we talked about it in the Lord of the oh, Rings episode yes. where I would like we would find the ones that was back when fanfiction.net. Um, well, it may still, but they, you know, they had ratings, and so it'd be like rated R. And my friend and I would sneak, and we'd be like, "Oh my god, we live in and be like Legolas and Boromir together, and like, oh, just whatever." Ooh, yeah, I kind of, kind of into that. <laughs> I, I know you would be. Uh, and so, but I had not looked at fan fiction, I think, for years and years, and then like a couple years ago, while I was unemployed and had so much time. <laughs> You're like, Hello. I found an article that was like some of the best Harry Potter fanfics. And I was like, why not? And then I found a few Draco Hermione ones and Dramione. Dramione for those who are in the know. And I was, I was like, oh my God, I love this pairing. Mm-hmm. Ron, who? What is even happening? And I read like a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> like so much. Like a bunch. Like not like, I'm not going to exaggerate. Like I didn't read like. 20, but I still probably read like 10 or 15 different ones in a very short span of time. Yeah. And I did a lot of, I just a lot of scrolling, you know, yeah. like to get to like, I'm like, oh, if the writing's terrible, it's a lot of scrolling or whatever. Yeah. But oh my God, that one, I literally, this is probably one of the first times I've ever admitted out loud Woo! in a public forum. Yes. That I so fell in love with the idea of Draco and Hermione together. I mean, so I'm dumb. fascinated by it. And I'm, cause Caitlin was the only, one of the only friends that I was like, I got up and reading this uh, for Harry Potter fan fiction, and she was like, "What?" She was like, "Fan fiction, that's fine. I'm I'm open to that. Tell me about it." And then we discovered Archive of Our Own. Oh my god! Which we were informed by a friend slash listener of the show, Cat. Yes, that um, it was nominated for Hugo. Yes, Cat Hutchins, Ar- and they did like a whole thing, and like I don't know if you noticed it, but they like raised. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they did. They for had archive you know, to like I think keep it going. I think it's the same thing. Uh, you know, like Wikipedia will do because it is. It's technically like a for the fans nonprofit right. website. So yeah. I think that it's. I think it's in the same vein that Wikipedia raises money every yeah. year to keep going. I think that was what it was. Uh, but I did notice that. But guys, I mean, I'll admit, I usually read the stuff for smut. I'll be the first person to admit it's it. All, I mean, it's... But there are, like, legitimately, like, creative people writing some stuff on right. here. And, like, and there are people who... There's a chick that did the Dramione ones called Bex Chan on fanfic. Mm. And she has not updated in years because she has, like, a real life where she's like, has a real job. Right. <laughs> and it's really upsetting to me because she started this one right before she left that I was like... I'm into this plot. I'm into like, I know where it's you headed, obviously, to. but I need you to finish it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I feel like there's people, when you find the good ones, it's the people who like, maybe don't get to be creative, use their creative writing skills in their day job, or maybe do, but like, nobody's going to be buying your works about right. supernatural. But I mean, think about how many like know. books have, or like 
famous books have come from like Fifty Shades well, 50 came Shades from is, fanfic. Yeah. But you know? I, is that that's the only one I can think of? Are there no, others recently? The, no, I think there are other ones, but that's the only one I can think of. Yeah. But I think there are like I, I just they're, maybe they're not things that I've oh, read. Cassandra Clare. Yes, um, her, didn't some um, of her City of Bones stuff. Or she wrote some too. Or, or she, she wrote, wrote fanfic some fanfic as well before she was like a published yes. author because it was like a creative writing outlet. And it's a way to like I know like several people that I've read. It's like a way for them to like work on their writing. Yeah, and, like work on their stuff. And, and if they're good, then it's kind of fun. And then you can find the really weird oh. shit like when you watch the Bumblebee movie, oh, and then no. you're like you're like ooh, is there a love story here? Is there? And then you're like i bet archive of our own will let me I mean, know like, if, if there's a love story and then you find weird weird we had a, um transformer human love, love connection connections i can't even think of I, what all there's like terminology for it guys okay yeah. there is some weird stuff out there there Just is some super weird stuff and i i mean we we had a very interesting dinner party <laughs> the night that's that we discovered that there is autobot human um, well, essentially, you know, erotica. Yeah, erotica. And um, we just we did uh, some dramatic readings of it. We'd really do. I was, that was, I was like, I actually can't read this out loud. Like I started to, and then I was like, nope, somebody else has to do things this. I can't do it. happened to his pistons and things um, opened up. Lubrication, and grease and up. Just all kinds it of stuff, It was just very, it was things that I didn't even know people thought of. Yeah. And archive I own, I feel like. It has the potential to be like a 4chan. You know what I mean? Like oh, to just yeah. be like the lowest of yeah. the lowest strange garbage. But it's not. It's like It's there. elevated. Yeah, it's elevated. Somehow it's a little yeah, elevated yeah. from that, but yet it still fully contains like ideas and romances and things that you're like, who would even think that? Who would even watch the Bumblebee movie and be like, you know what I think should happen? Haley Seinfeld, Steinfeld, and Bumblebee should like be in love and get it on i just don't i mean I, a lot of people did Apparently, I, but i mean I they made it like i was like is there something happening here but oh, then he they? just like leaves her oh well because it was like it was obviously supposed to be like platonic but there was like a love but i was like, like a love oh, not like romance happening oh, interesting so i haven't happening? watched it clearly and p- there are clearly people out there who are really into like autobot um love making you know so you know do your thing to a, to a certain extent it's honestly like to each his do own your thing but it just um, was surprising like I, who would have thought but yeah i fan uh, <laughs> there's not many more i will get into just because it is embarrassing but like yeah. that is definitely one of our things and like i think what led me there honestly mm-hmm. we can segue to romance novels yeah um which one of my favorite is Karen Marie Moaning. Yes. She and I'm is, the one that got Caitlin into. Kate, yeah. Kate was like, you've got to try these books. She actually gave me like a stack of, <sighs> Kate is like a romance novel aficionado. So I'm a romance. I'm. <sighs> All right. So here, this is one of those that like I used to be more embarrassed about. And I'm not really embarrassed anymore because I think. That and I realize you shouldn't be. Well, escapist reading is fun as hell. Yeah. It just is. Thando. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Thando. Uh, escapist reading is fun. Fun. The problem is that there were there was a number of like years in my life where really all I was reading was romance novels, scattered occasionally with other things that were a bit more. But you know yeah. what? I've learned so much history because of <laughs> you these do romance learn novels. A lot of history. You know, I mean, I know about all the different eras in England I because know of so historical about, romance, right? <laughs> But I did. I used to be embarrassed. It was one of those things. I remember in college, I went on a trip with our, uh, with my department, my theater department, and one of the books I had brought to read on the plane was a romance novel because, mm. you know, what am I going to bring? Like 
Shakespeare? I don't know. I'm going to read a romance novel on the plane, you know? Oh, any so, book will do. Any book will do. So, but I remember girls in my group being like, wait, you read romance novels? Because I was not someone who like dated a ton. And so I think it felt very like, right. Kate must have this like dirty, dark sound. Right. And being like, oh my God. And then they'd be like, Set, like give me a part like like open it to a part that's yeah. like see that was like, me that kind of part. novels too right and I was like you know and then I remember one friend though like she was being like oh my god I want to read a sex scene so I gave it to her and mm-hmm. I was like well there's one like right there read that and then she hands it back to me a few minutes later and she's like oh my god like you read that like it really <laughs> shocked her and I will admit like yeah I love, I love romance novels I love but I also love romance novels like I don't super love or at least when I was younger I didn't really enjoy things that I think would be classified as erotica but I really want like the story and I want there to be love and then I want there I also want everything else I want it to be a nice blend of everything that a romance novel is which really is where we get to Karen Marie moaning yeah because I think that I had always been like I don't know how I feel about romance novels like I love some smut every now and then but I was like I don't really think I'm gonna like reach out to these but then Kate Gave Ugh. me the Highlander oh. series that she wrote. And I mean, we both love... I love them. We love our Scottish history. I love Scottish men and kilts. <laughs> um, kilts and thighs and brogues. It was like... <laughs> I would definitely say... It's definitely... I, I think those breach more of like the erotica. I mean, there's some stuff that you're just like, they're oh, very, okay. They're very steamy. That, that is, is happening. That's happening right now. Yes. Okay, cool. Lots of descriptors um, about parts. Um, it's very, it's a very steamy romance novel. Would be the polite way to say it. There's like druid stuff in there, and there's like face stuff in there, and like um, it starts to mix in with fantasy, which always, you know, yeah, as is you know, we always has, enjoy draws me in. And then her Fae Fever is that the series? Oh, no, Shadow Fever, called, no, just Fever series. Her Fever series, and those each, are books, yeah, yeah um, in the series. And but it, like Dark Fever, Shadow Fever is yeah, exactly. It led to that, which I think are more like legitimate fantasy books with yes, with more a adult element, yeah, elements to it. But those books I'm obsessed with as much as I was like Cassandra Clare, or, like Outlander, like yeah. I dove yes. into that world, oh. like. Face forward, like, give me more. I, I want I more. I had never found anyone who would read those with me. And I was so I think happy. you told me about them before, honestly. Yeah. Even, like, in a context outside of it being like, right. this is a romance writer. And like, I think there's still some that have come after that that we've never read. Like, there was that there huge are, one. There are. There's, like, ice and, there's like, There's ice and stuff. And I never, and... I haven't gone further in the series than, like, what seemed to be originally the conclusion of the of the original yeah. Fever series. Which, it's, oh, God. It's they're so, so good. good. The world is so well built. They're so fun. Her and characters no, like, are great. Is it, is it highbrow literature? No. Absolutely not. But is it just super fun? Yes. And I think that's what they're always. Well written, I wanted, they're well written, though. They're well written. Romance in my life, and if it wasn't in my life, you find it in a book or you find it in a story. Sure. And so I definitely like was embarrassed for years and years, but then I was, and I felt so lucky when Caitlin finally was like, "These are really fun," and I was like, "I know they are. They're so fun. But like they're like legit. It's a legit, interesting fantasy world that she's created. Yes, like it is. It's very much like she's mixed like elements of like other books or like fantasy worlds yeah. you can see, but like this really cool, just like dark." You know, even like gothy type of Ugh. world, it's, it's but like gothic-y she's very sure. smart and yes. like uh, just the way that the females are very 
Yes, in a romance novel, I think also it's very easy to have like the alpha male, the subservient female, and that right. is never something with Karen Marie Moe. Right. I will say that like for whatever tropes do eventually kind of come into play because it's a romance novel, there's going to be some cliches, but like the women are, they have a goal. They can handle themselves. They have a path, and the romance happens, and it, but it's not, um, it's not a person only seeking romance or a person who only. Like no. they all Honestly, are very, she's not at all. She's I can't not think like, there's a, I'm, a no. sing, I'm single and I need a man to take away my virginity. It's not like that. It's like, I'm searching for my sister. Her murder. Her, her murder. Which isn't a spoiler because it happens and, in the first chapter. Yes. And I need to travel to Ireland and then this whole world. And this whole unfolds. thing explodes. I wonder, honestly, I wonder if she's like influenced by Buffy. Because I remember reading oh, it I'm and like certain. definitely feeling some like Buffy vibes I think in she, there. I think she might make a couple Buffy references like a... I think you're like, right. Sort of like sort of sardonic. Like when yes. she first is sort of faced with this like this paranormal world, the lead character, Mac. I think she makes a few Buffy references Because things about Mac, she starts out as this, like, bubblegum chewing, like, I get tans and I wear short skirts, which is very much how Buffy starts out as, like, this, like, what? Teenager? Yes, High schooler? And then just becomes this, like, badass female Uh, character. I love Mac. And, And not directly because of, like, the men in her life, because of her own personal, like, I need to find out who mm-hmm. killed my sister. Like it just becomes yeah. this, yeah, this thing for her. And then it just so happens that there's, of course, a beautiful brooding man, Jericho Barron. Oh, Jericho. So Barron. One thing that is super fun, y'all, about the <laughs> y'all. This also was like an embarrassing thing. Was the first time I ever like joined somebody's website and like got <laughs> on the chat forums. <laughs> I was. I was like, I'm proud of you. A meek 20, 21 year old in college. And I remember like, because we didn't know when the next book was going to come out. And so then we were like, oh my God, like, when is it coming out? And so I would get on the chat boards and we would talk about like all the clues from the previous books. And then, oh my God. But you know, I actually think I did that with Mortal Instruments. Oh, did you? Even though I did, I was older at the time. I was older than 21 at the time. And I was like, (laughs) this is clearly for teens. I really love young adult books, guys, which I think I've talked about too. But I was reading these and I was like, I wonder when the next one's coming like on the computer I'd be like what's the chat room saying so I think I did do that a little bit with I definitely did it with the fever series so hard Uh, they were super fun if you like more classical historic historical romances I would also recommend Susan Wiggs oh that's the other one I need to read she's well she also has contemporary she does all the British ones right uh uh what about her um oh Katie McAllister what was the pirate one that I read Right? Wasn't there one where there that was, was a- Susan Wiggs? That was Charm okay. School. The one where it's yes, like- Charm School. That that is the only other one other than Camry uh, yes. Moaning that I read. And that's not as much Caitlin's cup of tea. And no. I I love it. Was almost too I know romance novel. It was so romantic, and they're on a they're on a ship, and they travel to Brazil, and it's on the high seas. They do, and they like there's like a waterfall. There's scene. a waterfall scene. Oh man! It was very romantic. It was something I love. No, I did read it all. I I'm do, not gonna lie. I do love a good old fashioned historical romance with petticoats. And oh yeah! I mean, I did enjoy that. And, oh yeah, but so Susan Wiggs is fun. She's also got some really very good, very charming uh, modern day ones. Ooh. And I am trying to think. They all oh, are, take wow. place like a lot of them take place in a fictional town in upstate New York, and now of course cannot. Think of any of the titles, and I should have looked them up beforehand. Meh. Just look. But also, stuff. if you want 
Last one. Sorry, I get really no, go, excited. Go, go. I think we've just opened a dam. We like, have. I like, think we just realized that we need to talk about this. We stuff need to out talk about this more. more. There is another chick, Katie McAllister. Who, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So this woman, I have never read a romance novel where I have both laughed out loud and also been turned on. Like Ooh. she is hysterical. Okay. She'll put these women and they're great, fun female characters. They're very funny. Right. If you like Meg Cabot, it's got a very like Meg Cabot kind of quick dialogue feel to it, but it's definitely more of a romance novel than, okay. than most of Meg Cabot's novels. And they are just, they are always a hoot and a half. Like there's one that takes place, um, one that takes place at a uh, Renaissance fair where she's like, oh, she's like just been dumped and her best friend and her husband like work at a Renaissance fair in the summer and her friend's yes. like, you know what? They need people to just like be wenches and walk around. Like, do you want this job for the oh, summer? Because she like this lost her job. And, right? Right? Novel. And so then she's there and then she like meets the, and her, the best friend's husband is like one of the knights that does the joust and then she meets, <gasps> right? So it's like, you've got this fun modern woman and this <sighs> modern mindset, but then you also get some of the fun like medieval whatever. <sighs> it's just so, well, and it's okay. funny. Well, like legitimately like it'll be these romantic scenes and I think part of why I like them is because they're a bit more realistic to life like not everything is always going to go perfectly and romantically sometimes things true. are not going to go how you expect them to yes. and you're going to end up laughing in the middle of an intimate moment but that also kind of creates this lovely maybe that creates like a lovely part of your relationship and mm-hmm. that can happen in real life and she's not afraid to go there I love that and put her characters in really awkward situations see and I feel like it, that makes great. it more fun to read yeah. like because you're like I'm reading a romance novel which already feels like this <laughs> I feel right. icky about it but then right. you're like okay they're laughing at themselves and like she's laughing at herself a little right. bit be like so I, I, I shouldn't have that... tried that position that was difficult yes. like I mean like it's just funny that's stuff cute. that's really cute um, but anyway so those are three of the ones that I definitely yeah. got hooked on for I definitely read don't like, a be bunch. ashamed and don't be ashamed read them just proudly you don't have to talk about them on a podcast, but know that there's people here that will do it for you, and we hope that and we're P.S. supporting you. P.S. I love you. I've been trying to get back into being a more consistent reader, but that's definitely going to require some balance of like books that I quote-unquote should read between books that I'd like to read. So if you have any recommendations, you can just feel free to drop them in the comments yeah. of our Facebook or our Instagram and you will find at least one person who's willing to read yeah. I always tell Will, though, I'm balancing it with, like, reading what I call a real book. <laughs> and a real then book. whatever my world... That's what was happening when I was reading the Fever series. I yeah. was like, okay, I promise once I finish this one, I'll read a real book. A and real- he was like, please read a real book. Please. <laughs> please read a real book. Whatever. I like, fine, I will. You can't control me. Fine. Just, like, you're some Highlander on the mountain side uh let's enact for this like fantasy. absolutely no reason could you maybe speak in a scottish accent for the I rest of the 100%. evening 100 we jokingly did that in the car in the car not in our, the bedroom in the car in the car i was like talking a scottish accent and then i was like okay i like this also maybe i should take a couple steps back from this book for a while everything's fine i'm normal no i'm not um, so with that said let's Receive, receive our, our love. love. Boop, 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 Well, boop, since boop. I have uh, waxed quite poetical yeah. about, that really does just open a dam of just wow. recommendations. Um, yes. Let's do receive our love and let's talk about other things. Okay. <laughs> so guys, I have to talk about which, this album just dropped, right? Yep. 
literally today, Friday. yesterday, Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how I just now listened to it, but I did. Um, Lizzo, <laughs> who Kate also, I just love our friendship. We're all just like sharing things with each other. And well, I'm always you know like, what? Kate introduced this to me. Cat from our Lord of the Rings episode. Cat, boop, boop. Cat is the one that introduced me to Lizzo, and I am eternally grateful to her. I would just will never forget. There was like one day we were getting ready, and you played. I do um, my hair towels, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Um, I, that must have been the one. I think I that was that, the and, first one I played. Yes, and then maybe Boys or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But I, her new album came out, and you guys, it's so good. Will and I listened to it like three times on our drive out today. And she has just like outdone herself in this album. It's, it's so good. And... Just you can like tell how she's grown because she's done a lot of like singles, EPs, mm-hmm. and like the, the meantime past of her years, past yeah. out like actual album, and you can really just tell this is like her just putting her heart on a plate. And some of my favorite songs right now are Tempo. Yes, is so good. Um, Soulmate. <gasps> Listen to so many. If you pump. want a real like, not even like just girl power, but like anybody, like love yourself song. This is it. Like, I was in the car, like, screaming, like, oh, my gosh, yes, queen. Like, thank you for the song. And a song that she said, like, she had to write for herself were those days where she felt super depressed to be like, okay, I can listen to this and remember the type of person that I want to be. I just absolutely adore it. Um, It is, it almost, I feel like if you are a modern person, it is required popular music listening because she just... Um, it's Juice, obviously, which Juice, is one of her singles. Right. Juice was, it's just a good, like, party song. It is. They just, it, they, there's different sounds. There is. All the songs. But they're all, they're all fun. They're all thoughtful. They all can inspire you or make you relate to something that she was going through that she right. wrote it about. And they just, like, Lizzo is honestly, if you are having a bad day, that is yes. my first go-to. I mean, I know we wax about Wax poetical. I'm saying that a lot today about BTS. Oh, I like it. But like Lizzo is often my very first go to if I'm like, I oh, yeah. am not feeling good about myself today. I need, I need to listen to something that's some gonna make me feel good. Empowerment. Like empowerment. she is like the queen. I used to think it was like Beyonce or this or that, yep. but I'm like Lizzo is the queen of empowerment. Like she will make you feel better. You can tell, and she talks so candidly about it too. Like and on her social media about what she deals with and just how she needs this music sometimes to just mm-hmm. like get her through. Yeah. I yeah. She's I wonderful. I adore her and I do. I like how the album starts at such this high but ends with lingerie, which is like this really nice like sexy yeah. like I'm going to just go ahead and put tuck you in. <laughs> I'm going to you have you live this whole uh, day with me and now I'm just going to tuck you into bed with no, some that, lingerie. Oh. Like that's just how no, I felt is, like no, listening right, to the, it I was like, "Ooh, she just takes you down." It is. It's the lowest key song for sure. But she's got you, you do. She like touches on a lot of styles. So there's like pop, there's electronic, there's yeah. like hip hop, yeah, there's, there's like Hip hop from different like, like 80s th- Prince feeling one. Oh yes, which one was that? Um, um that's a, like a cry, cry, cry baby, cry baby. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, she just she's one of those people who just hits all of the different styles just perfectly. Sometimes you feel like it's like all over the place, but she mm-hmm. just nails it, hits it out of the park. Listen to it; it's so good. I cannot it's, you recommend enough. You won't be sorry. It'll make your day. It really will. What's it, yours, Kate? Mine is a show on Hulu that I finally finished called Pen Fifteen. It is one, especially if you are around our age, it was wonderful. It's 
The premise of the show is two women who are in their early 30s playing the middle school versions of themselves. The rest of the cast is age appropriate. So it's like two 31-year-old women playing 13-year-old girls. And then everybody else in school is actually a 13-year-old. It's genius. It's, but I will say, I think we finally reached that age where people are starting to make not only stuff where I'm watching it going, oh, that kind of reminds me of my childhood. Right. But genuinely, like, they are in seventh grade and it is the year 2000. And, like, I was in seventh grade at the year 2000. <sighs> You're like, this is relevant. This was, and beyond. it really, it is just, there's, you think it could just be stupid. It is very heartfelt. There's one episode about body exploration that I feel like, toes align a little bit but even then you've got the final part of this episode the two best friends are talking and you just you think as a woman you think god having those thoughts and feelings when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and like when you're an early teen and you're figuring some stuff out and it's so earnest and thoughtful and that's really the through line cutting the clothes and the music and the things they say to each other and it just is there's a whole episode where they're on AIM and they're coming up with screen names and like, I, I remember just, doing that. Oh my gosh. It is just 100% my middle school experience so yeah. much. It's, it's really genius in my opinion because I thought that it would be too jarring. These two adult women playing middle schoolers. I thought, I thought that I would never be able to adjust to it to the point of like taking it seriously. And by the end of the first episode, it almost was like, you're starting to forget that they're not the same age as the other right. actors right. because they're so good. Yeah, as of, I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. As of yesterday, Kate was like the fifth person within <laughs> like the last two weeks that has been like, "Have you watched Pen Fifteen yet?" Yeah, you should be watching it. Like, how yeah. have you not watched? It's definitely how a Caitlin, have you not yeah, watched? Like, this it's definitely yet? a Caitlin show. I feel like if you watch it, you will automatically be like, "Wow, wow, wow." Wow, wow, wow. Right. That was well, that was seventh grade. And from things you told me about that specific, like, sexual exploration episode, it, yeah. like, really, like, mirrored a lot of things that I went through as, a t- like, a preteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I should watch this. So yeah. I actually might watch it tonight. <gasps> and then you I'll should. let you know. Yeah, you should. 100%. Watch it. With me. <laughs> Do. Please. If, you, if you've seen it, if you mm-hmm. like it, let us know. And that is our Receive Our Love tip this week. Thank you for joining us talking about Thank our guilty you. pleasures. Thank you. Let you know. Guys, we are on Facebook. Yep. The Fache Book. We are on the Instagrams. Instagram. Instagrammies. We are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. Rate. Review. Comment. Subscribe. subscribe. Talk to us, maybe. Feel free. Because Um, I think we've proven in this episode. There is no judgment here. There is. It's a safe space. There is no topic that will not be um, open uh, for discussion. Open for discussion. Yeah. yeah. And we probably will be like, yeah, we've totally, we've totally um, read about that. And yes. We, or explored it ourselves. And <laughs> if you're just listening for the first time, we have episodes on everything, you guys. So feel free to like go back and like we we talk about Harry Potter, we talk about BTS, we talk about Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, we talk about all the things. So feel free to like. Go back. Go back if you're a new listener. And also, thanks for listening. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Have a wonderful night, guys. Thank you. Bye.